0: Put your prayers up, yeah. prayers up, yeah. prayers up yeah. Bless us yeah. with the Lord, put yeah. your prayers up yeah. Prayers up, yeah. prayers up Bless
1: us with the Lord, put yeah. your prayers up Welcome to Prayin' and Freaking. a time to show, tell, and know how prayer changes things It's not a cliche, it's a reality with your girl, Georgette, a.k.a. The Freaker oh. <laughs> Yes, okay. and we are like, th- this is funny because, okay, she's like, I got to fix my necklace. They can't see
0: you. I know, but I can see me. That's the, that's the part that's tripping me up. I can see me. They, they can only hear you. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure I show up well, so the better I feel, the better I come across. And it's I feel better when my necklace is straight. Okay.
1: <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, welcome, 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 guys, to another episode of Praying and Preaking with your girl, Georgette, a.k.a. The Preaker, and I am super excited because in the building today, I have none other than Miss LaTanya Howard, who is sitting down with me, and we are going to I tell y'all, it's so funny because I say it every episode, they never know what we're going to talk about. And so <laughs> she does not know what the topic is, but I'm going to reveal it in a few minutes. First, I just want to have a word of prayer. Then I'm going to tell you guys how I met Latanya and how we got to this point. So let me just go ahead and give a quick word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you right now, Lord God. Lord, I just love the opportunity to be able to come, Father God, and give you thanksgiving, God. I thank you for allowing me this opportunity to be able to chit-chat and sit down and, and pluck people's brain, Father God, and to just be able to have a conversation, Lord God, and then to share it, Father God. May it touch someone who needs to hear it, Lord God. May we just have a good time talking and just being who we are, Lord God, showing up, Lord God, as our true, authentic selves, just having a good time. We thank you. We praise you. We bless you. We give you all the glory, the honor, and none other than your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, Amen. All right, y'all. So listen, I met Latanya. Actually, this is like only our third time talking. I met her at an event that I was invited to by none other than Crystal, who was actually one of my pod guests um, uh, not too long ago. But anyway, Crystal was speaking, and Latanya was the host of the event, and we met virtually. I'm telling you, this, this pandemic um, is not all bad because we get to – Meet new people, we get to network in a way that like never before, and so it's amazing. And so, we have to always find the good in everything. But, any woohoo, uh, Latanya was there, we met and we talked a little bit. She, um, was she heard Preaker, I mean, everyone when people hear Preaker, they're like, What is that? And so, anyway, long story short, we talked, and then I reached out to her and said, Hey. I think you would be a good fit to come and sit down and chit chat with me. And so we we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. And it's funny. We'll get into that in a little bit. But she just was like, OK, Jordan, well, I think I need to talk to you first before we sit down and have a conversation, because you got to kind of know like where I'm coming from and like what what. And I'm like, OK, so that's cool. But we'll touch on that in a little bit. But let me give you the topic of our conversation. And this kind of came about from the last conversation that we had. And so the topic today that we're going to be talking about is prayer versus meditation. And that is because of something that you shared with me, something that we talked about the last time. And so, but before we get into that, I I just want you to let the people know who you are. I always give my guests an opportunity to say who they are, whatever it is that you want to share, because I can never do who you are any justice because who knows you better than you other than God. But so I'm going to be quiet and go ahead, introduce yourself, let them know who you are, whatever it is that you want to share.
0: Okay, well, first of all, thank you so much for the opportunity to chat with you today. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm really excited about the topic as well. And that was a very delightful conversation, a very entertaining conversation we had. That could have been a podcast in and of itself. Yes, it could. Uh, But like you said, we've only known each other a very uh, short period of time, and I feel that you know we have a lot in common, and we, we have interests in the same types of things and connecting people. Um, And specifically the way you and I met was at the E-Women Network event that you spoke about, but that that plays into one of the roles that I have entrepreneurially. Um, I actually own a different business, but I'm going to speak about E-Women Network um, just because that's how we met. So um, I'm currently the managing director for the Washington DC Metro chapter of E-Women Network. Um, And like you said, we have events uh, because of COVID. We have been doing them virtually, but hopefully we'll get to a point where we can start having the events in person again. And the whole mission is to bring people together really in a platform that's not too different from what we're doing today. Networking, getting to know people on a deeper level and seeing how we can support each other. Uh, women uh, and women, you know, women supporting women in particular because we have unique challenges uh, in the workplace um, and in particular in the business world. So that's one of the roles I have, managing director of of eWomen Network. But uh, about nine years ago, I started my core business, which is Howard Corporate Center, uh, which is a shared workspace business. Um, Again, I've owned and operated since 2012. And that has also been another opportunity for me to connect with people from all industries, all levels of entrepreneurship. And it's really been an exciting opportunity. And it's interesting how through entrepreneurship and through networking events and just having conversations like this, you kind of evolve and you grow and you kind of take on the strengths and the knowledge of the people around you. So uh, that's been very exciting over the nine years. And that kind of plays into uh, how I kind of began my evolution, if you will, into meditation, which we'll talk about. Um, And then the last thing I'll just point uh, point out is that I'm also a published author. In 2018, I wrote my first book, Kill the Rent, Grow Your Biz, which talks about the service workspace industry or the service office space industry. Uh, When I opened my business in 2012, one of the first things I learned is that there's a knowledge gap in the marketplace, even though shared workspace or service office space, I I use the two terms interchangeably, even though it's been around for decades, a lot of people uh, were very unfamiliar with the concept when they came into my business to learn about you know, opportunities for us to support them. So I decided to write the book as a way to close that knowledge gap and give people information about how they can leverage a service workspace for their business and how they can navigate all the options in the marketplace. And then just last year, uh, December, actually, I wrote my second book called Kill the Rent, Grow Your Biz after COVID-19, because COVID-19, you know, raise some questions about the need really for service office space. So I addressed those concerns in the second book. So it's really been exciting to get feedback about that. And again, to to help other people and to educate other people as well. So so I'll stop there in terms of my background, but you know, that's me in a nutshell.
1: Cool, cool. Okay. And I'm glad because I had that on my uh my 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 notes at the end. So, but you brought it up. But can you let the people know, like, where can they find your book? Because I'm a published author, too. So I'm, I'm always about supporting authors. So where can they
0: find your book? Awesome. Well, both books are available on Amazon. And you can also go to my website, ldhoward.com, and purchase the books from there as well. So so it's it's out there, Amazon and other booksellers, Barnes & Noble, and also at uh, ldhoward.com.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So y'all heard it. Go on and get that book. And then, most important too, what we always forget after you read the book, go back and write a five star review of the book. Exactly. Exactly. That is, uh, we need those. We need those
0: reviews and those Mm -hmm.
1: five star reviews. Exactly. And I actually have
0: that call to action in the book. You know, if you found it valuable, you found it helpful. Just please share a review and share the book as well.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So. Cool. Thank you so much uh, for that, and I'm um, I'm glad that you were able to even do it after COVID because it is a lot of questions, a lot of answers. I'm sure that that uh, COVID had some type of you know effect on the shared space and now just all mm-hmm. the things that you have to do and take into consideration because of it. And so, right. thank you for that. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, Yes, yes. All right. So, yes, we're going to get into our topic, prayer versus meditation. And the reason I picked this is because, you know, sometimes there are, um, I guess, questions or there are so many questions. ideas and thoughts around prayer and, and meditation, ver- prayer versus meditation or prayer. Is it meditate? I mean, so many okay. questions right. that people have. And so of course, this is us. This is what we feel, what we talk about. And, and that's why I love it because mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. everyone has a different take, a different um, idea. And so but that's what we're going to talk about today. And so, when you hear that, um, what does that mean to you? Like prayer versus meditation? What 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 does that mean to you?
0: Well, what it means to me now is that, in a lot of ways, they're one and the same. And I'm one who's been meditating for for many years. And kind of like what you just alluded to, people's spiritual journey, because to me, that's what prayer and meditation really are, a way of tapping into your spirituality, however you choose to define that. Um, You know, when I first, you know, before I started meditating about 10 years ago, you know, I I was, you know, raised in a Baptist home, got baptized, uh, you know, Christian life uh, and so forth. So it was very, I hate to use the word rigid, but it almost seems that that's the appropriate term to use that, you know, the Bible has these certain rules and and requirements and things that you need to do to follow. And, and they're generally good things. You know, the Ten Commandments, you know, those are things I don't I don't think anybody would, you know, dispute that those are basically good ways to be. Um, but as I began meditating, what I what I learned for me is that meditation really is tapping into the spirituality that you already have inside of you instead of necessarily expecting something out there to necessarily give you the strength and the clarity or whatever it is that you're looking for. So for me, it, it has been more of an internal experience in terms of when you meditate, you're really uh, looking more inward. You're really trying to leverage the spiritual strength that exists in all of us as a way to, to get whatever it is that you're trying to get, whether it's, like I said, just grounding, being centered, clarity, or trying to evolve into a different type of person that you see yourself as being. Um, But for me, when I prayed, it was it was really within certain boundaries or certain parameters. And I think one of the things that we talked about before is that um, I once dated a guy who was a preacher. And when I told him that I meditated, it, it bothered him because he felt that I was, you know, worshiping something other than God, which which isn't the case at all. Uh, Sometimes when you meditate, you can use a mantra, you know, it can be a word, it can be a phrase. Um, And some people may meditate differently, you know, because this varies across different religions and and different personal beliefs. But I personally uh, sometimes either use a a mantra, whether it be a a certain word or just just a quiet affirmation to myself. So I'm not necessarily worshiping anyone, but I'm really just leveraging my breath. I'm stilling my mind kind of, getting rid of all of the cobwebs that I might have in my head because of the busyness of the day or the stresses of the day and really just getting more clarity and becoming uh, better able to perform or do whatever it is I need to do. So I, I hope that answered your question. So I, I do see, I guess, a short meditation as being more open and, and less restrictive than prayer as I knew it and still know it uh, growing up. Okay.
1: Like I told you before, we, we have in conversation. It's, it's funny because when we talked, she said, Georgia, I just want you to know like where I'm coming from because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm going to fit for your, your, your podcast. And I said, well, what does that mean? And so mm-hmm. we, we kind of dived into that and that kind of leads me into the next thing because that's what you said. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. do, I do things differently. I do prayer differently. I do. Mm-hmm. So just to explain a little bit, well, before we even get there, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Just tell me a little bit about your your growing up and your background and how maybe that is why things change for you because you, you kind of touched on it a little bit saying that things were just more rigid. So give right. me a little bit about your background. You know how we always say, like, the folk that grew we grew up in church, like, you know. So <laughs> tell me, I, I want to know about that. And that way, maybe that will help to understand how you now are on this different path. And so, yeah, let me, I'm just going to leave that there. So yeah, I want to know how you came to this and like you said, the background and how you grew up and, and what does that mean now that you do things differently, that you do prayer differently. So.
0: Yeah. So like I said, growing up, I grew up in a, you know, a Christian Baptist household. I went to Bible school, a Bible study. Uh, went to church, you know, Sunday school. So I, I did all of the quote unquote normal things that you do growing up and I, and I enjoyed it. And just to be clear, I I, I, I still pray. Now, but I, I meditate more when I really need to get that centering and that clarity. Meditation is a more effective technique for me. Uh, but growing up is, you know, like I said, I just I, I went to church every Sunday with the family, uh, went to Sunday school when I was younger. Uh, you know, I was in the church choir when I was in high school. Actually, I, you know, I, I grew up playing the piano, and I actually went to school for a year, uh, college for a year, to focus on piano. So I played, you know, the piano for the gospel choir. So I did a lot of those things, uh, but I would say that probably. You know, as I became more mature in my thinking, because when you're a child, you basically do what the people around you, what the adults around you tell you to do. You know, um, and you you basically don't necessarily have the independent thought or the the critical thinking to to challenge certain things. If the pastor says that this is what you do and this is what you should believe, and your parents reinforce that, then that's what you believe and that's what you grow up uh, living under those those uh, belief systems, if you will. And I still have those belief systems, but I would say that they began to expand uh, maybe uh, as I went to college and you know became familiar with different cultures. You know, I went to a, uh, a mixed race college. I, you know, so I had an opportunity to meet people from different backgrounds, uh, different belief systems, uh, different perspectives, and then also just getting into the workplace. Uh, you know, you're around different types of people with different perspectives. Um, I would say that probably it became more of a pivotal turn for me where I just was seeking something more, if you will, was probably as I began to progress, progress in my professional career and I began to feel more stressed, right? Because when you're in management and you're dealing with teams, you're dealing with different personalities, you begin to feel stressed and you begin to feel some pressure, or certainly I did. And what I found was that I still prayed, but it wasn't really helping me. And maybe it's because I wasn't necessarily praying in an effective way, whatever that means. Uh, But through being stressed and having all of these other types of work challenges, I first learned about yoga uh, as a way to not only still get some exercise in, but it's another way to just kind of get some clarity of mind. Because I don't know if you can relate, but when you're stressed out, you know, or it, it messes with your, your head physically hurts sometimes and you begin to have really physical symptoms of stress. And I wanted to kind of nip that at the in the bud before it became a, a major problem, as it does for many people. So I, I learned about yoga and then through yoga practice, I learned about meditation because the two kind of go hand in hand in many respects. And as I learned more about meditation, And began practicing it more, uh, like I said before, it just helped me more. And that could be partly because when I was, uh, you know, more only praying, if you will, in the traditional sense, I tended to pray for results of certain things. Right. So I would say, okay, I'm having this problem. God, please help me solve this problem. Or I see this injustice happening. God, please fix that injustice. Because that's what I understood the Bible to say that, you know, you bring your troubles to the Lord and he'll resolve them. He won't let the, the mighty fall. You know, so there, there are all these different uh, passages in the Bible that tend to suggest that if you just go to God and bring him your problems, he would solve them. And what I believe I saw and experienced was that these problems that I brought to the Lord weren't getting solved. And I was like, wait, what, what's, what's going on? Why isn't God... Solving my problems, like the Bible said that he would. Um, but it was through meditation that the mindset shifted for me in the sense that it's not so much that I need to look uh, to God or to some thing other than myself to solve a problem. What I really need to do is leverage my internal strength to make it through the problem, to become stronger than the problem. So that shifted my desire or my expectation of what I thought spirituality or what a higher being should do is not so more. It's not so much okay. Fix, here's a problem that I'm experiencing. I want you to fix it. Rather, it's how do I leverage my inner strength, my inner wisdom to guide me through and beyond whatever problem it is that I'm having. And I have found meditation to be more effective for me in getting through those obstacles and those those different challenges
1: okay
0: i hear you <laughs> <laughs> okay did i did i did i say something that i got there <laughs> no,
1: I mean it. It was it was a lot in there, and so I, I was taking notes and trying to write. So I was like trying to write down what I wanted to, to touch on while you were talking. And but go right. ahead, you were going to
0: say something else. It was and, a, and, yeah. I, and I think because I've been thinking about this, you know, since we last spoke, and I was I was trying to think what the topic was going to be, but I knew how you like to roll with that piece <laughs> of it. But uh, you know, we'll talk about that when the recording stops. <laughs> but um, you know, but. I, th- I think, you know, in a lot of ways there in a way, I see meditation really as an extension of prayer. It doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other. I know people have different belief systems and they may feel different and I respect that. And that's and that's another thing that we talked about when we spoke the last time, going back to the point of rigidity, rigidity that I spoke to about uh, prayer um, and certain religions in particular, the, the type of people that I grew around, not all of them, but a lot of the people that I grew up around and churches that I visited, they're very restrictive that, you know, this is the way you have to think. This is the way you have to be. And if you don't, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't believe that. I, I simply do not believe that. Yes, I was, I was raised as a Baptist. I still consider myself to be a Christian, even though meditation is more effective for me spiritually. But I don't believe that other religions or other belief systems are inferior or are wrong. And the idea of having to subscribe to that notion is not something that is is me. And I have to be honest with myself about that. And going back to how this evolution for me came, um, as I said, when I was in college and as I worked around different people, I met different people of different racial backgrounds, uh, you know, religious backgrounds, geographic backgrounds, And it's like, I don't feel that there's anything wrong with this person. Yes, they may have a different belief system, but I still think they're a good person. I'm not going to write them off or villainize them because they have a different belief system or they, they just have different opinions. I just don't feel comfortable doing that. And what I found is that for me, meditation doesn't have that restriction because it's focused on the internal. It's not focused on, you know, what box does this other person check or don't they check? It's about what's, what's inside of you and how can you leverage what is inside of you to do better for the the most people that you can. Right. Yeah.
1: No, I, I get it. And, and I mean, to that, I would say that I think that that is where a lot of the, and it kind of leads me to my, to the next question I have too, but I just have to say this now before I forget. Cause my mind is, I have so many things going on at one time because you, you said a whole mouthful in that, but mm-hmm. I I think that that is where some of the, the issues is. And now this is just me, Georgette talking and mm-hmm. others may agree. They may not agree, but I think that because of how things were done, maybe, in these restrictive churches or places where people worship that now a lot of people are turning away or just how they grew up, because if Mm -hmm. you didn't do this, 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 and this, then, you know, you weren't right and you were damned to hell, you know what I mean? And so as people get older and then just certain things, you know, like you said, you are exposed to other cultures, other things. And, and so it kind of, leads people, either they are going to go on the other side and not, you know, like you said, either turn to other things or they're going to come back. You know, I always say, if you grow up in the church, you're going to come back to the church. You know, at Mm -hmm. least that was Mm -hmm. for me, you know, that it's just in me. It always has been in me and it always will be in me. However, Mm -hmm. I did not grow up in a church that was restrictive like that. Like it wasn't Um, like, you know, if we didn't do this, this, and this now, and I'm not saying I wasn't in church all day because I went to church with my grandma. And so (laughs) I was in church all day on Sunday, you know, and throughout the week. And, but I I think that what happens is, is that when people are and it, it doesn't even have to be in church it can be even if you are raised in a home where the rules are so stringent and so strict mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you leave from out of there you know you see these kids that become buck wild or things that happen right. and so right. but i just want to say for for me and i think that yeah. prayer and, and that is the whole reason and the whole premise why i believe that you know god gave this to me is that i want to be able to show people that prayer does not have to be that stringent strict well, um well. thing you know that prayer is something that is so personal just like you said with your meditation and it is mm-hmm. you know it's that inner thing that inner relationship that you have mm-hmm. with god that you build with god and mm-hmm. each and every person's prayer life is personal to them. And so, and, and, and we have to, to know that for ourselves, you know, and Mm -hmm. of course we can talk and, and and we can, you know, other people, and it's not going to sway one way or another what, you know, you feel about it or how I feel about it. It's just about having that conversation so that Mm -hmm. we can, come and just be open and honest on where we stand you know on both of these things and i just pray that people you know get to know that prayer does not have to be this mm-hmm. stringent strict thing like i mean i talk to god just like i'm sitting here talking to you right? Right? <laughs> and right. i know he gets tired of me like oh my goodness here <laughs> she come again you know and so <laughs> but wow. that, i mean it's it's just so true and so but with that being said, I want to, there was some other things in there. I don't know. I just, it it, it was just a lot in there, but I, I want to kind of <laughs> touch on this next thing because I think it falls right into line with that. And, you know, I, my question was like, why do you think, you know, people are doing things differently? And I guess in terms of church and spirituality I guess what I'm really saying, you know, why are people frustrated with church, I guess, in your opinion? I mean, is it because it was so strict when they were growing up? Or I know you can only speak for yourself, but we hear so much of it now that people are just frustrated. They're frustrated with church. They're turning away from church, even in the pandemic, as we know, most people, a lot of people have turned to it, but there's still a lot of people that are just done like that they are just frustrated with church and frustrated with the whole process and frustrated with so many things involving the church. And so what what do you think I, on
0: that? you know you know just speaking from my experience and observations I think some people are just confused about the misalignment between what is taught in the church and what they see people doing outside of the church. I mean, mm. we, we <laughs> We've seen headlines about, you know, this pastor did this with his congregation and this pastor did that with the money. And uh, we we just see a a conflict between the principles that are being taught and and what's actually happening day to day. And I think that, you know, there might have been a time maybe before the Internet, before social media, before cell phones, but those types of things remain quiet. You know, we knew what pastor was doing. And we knew the improprieties with the, you know, with the ties and all those other types of things, but we're just going to kind of keep it in the church. We're going to keep it quiet. But now we're in a society where we are very much a sharing society now. We have information overload right now. And I think part of it is just a, you know, a global culture change where everybody wants to be the first to to pop this, this, you know, you know salacious news about someone and to really be the one who sensationalizes something. Um, but yeah, you you see headlines all the time, and even when you don't see headlines, and it's not publicly talked about, a lot of times people know that there are things going on in the church that shouldn't be going on. You know, whether it be uh, relationships happening that shouldn't be happening, financial matters, uh, people just being flat out dishonest for whatever reason. And I think you know, for again, speaking from my experience, that is a turnoff because I, when people come to church, they're they're looking. For some some semblance of sanity, some semblance of right, so that whatever skeletons or whatever issues they're dealing with in the outside world, they can come to church and have that fixed, if you will. But if the same challenges they're dealing with the outside world, they're dealing with in the church, what's the point of going to church? You know, um, some people might ask. Um, but I think. Even in those cases where there might be some conflict and misalignment between what the church is teaching and what the church is doing, uh, people still need to have that spirituality tapped into. They still need to tap into that higher power to, to get that grounding, that cleansing, or whatever it is. And for some people, that's meditation. Uh, sadly, for other people, it might be a, a vice, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to say what that is, but people seek to solve their problems the easiest way that it is for them to solve them and for me he again that has turned out to be meditation uh because i you know i haven't necessarily been personally affected you know now or even growing up with a misalignment between what the church i was attending uh was teaching and what people in that church were doing but just seeing the headlines and researching topics and just kind of knowing some of the things that happen in nearby churches it's it's really unfortunate and it's uh disconcerting and it just makes you want to find something else you know it kind of makes you feel greasy by association and maybe it shouldn't but it does um uh, i mean you asked didn't you did you ask me the question <laughs> did, did i not <laughs> We
1: knew not this just, was going to happen, didn't we? <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that. What you said greasy, hey, but you do, you feel greasy. It's like I don't know if I want to be
0: around that right now. Let me find something. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> let me wow. let me go in here for a minute and see what's over here. You know, but it's the truth. You know, and um, you know we're we're being very candid. And you know, I know I'm saying what some people are thinking, and maybe having enough sense that to say I don't know, but. <laughs> But it's, it's true. It, it is what it is, you know, and people have to find their own path. They have to find their own comfort. Um, now, are, are the, the headlines that we hear and the, the misalignments and the conflict that I just mentioned, is that more the exception than the rule? I certainly hope so. I, I certainly hope so. And I know that there are a lot of good churches out there where people can really go to. To, to get that clarity that they need, to get that support that they need. And it's unfortunate that it only takes a few to kind of take the whole batch. Um, but yeah, I think that has, I think that's the sentiment of a lot of people and why they have chosen to steer away from church to to other things or in some cases, nothing at all.
1: all right well i'm gonna say for me i I, i'm not gonna feel greasy i mean fortunately (laughs) thank you god i've not been associated with anything (laughs) to that degree or that magnitude right you brought up a good point and i think that the reason um you know that uh, that i don't feel greasy is because i for me i know that number one um that my pastor or the person that I am sitting under that he's first and foremost, if it's a man, well, my pastor was a man, if that he's a man first. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. my thing for me is that, um, yes, I have faith in him and he he's the leader of of the church and all that. However, I still always put God first. And so I have to realize that, you know, the things that, he does he's still a man and does that mean that he you know of course he shouldn't be doing those things just like I shouldn't be doing some of the things that I'm doing and as a pastor as a leader you are expected to do more you know and to there's a higher standard yeah but you know I um I think you know being a police officer for so long and I know what that means to have these high standards put on you as a person, as a person in with a badge and a person with a gun and all that. But at the end of the day, I I was still Georgette, you know what I mean? And I still made mistakes and, and, and I, and that's why I love God because he'll still, um, Forgive me for those things, but I I get it. And it's true. And there's so many, you know, like I said, it only takes a bad few, a few to make the whole batch of apples look bad, you know? And so I think too, that we just have to remember at the end of the day who we need to trust in completely, who will never leave us, who will never fail us, who will never, uh, make the mistakes. And so, yeah, I just wonder cause I, I get it. I mean, it is so much you hear yeah. all the time. So a new pastor has done this, 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 and this, and it's like the church has done this, this, and this. And so it can be overwhelming, but I just want people to know, you know, and I think people know that, that, um, we just have to, we got to pray for them too. Like what in the world is going on, you know? And if that means that you have to disassociate yourself with that, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. church or that pastor or that congregation, like once again, that is something that you have to deal with you and God and make that decision, you know? And so, but I I thank you for, um, I, I thank you for that. And, and, and yeah, that question, because I know that that is, um i hear so many people who are just like frustrated with the whole you know thing of church and i even a couple years ago i went to an event and i actually was talking to a pastor who was uh he's like, I'm shutting down my church. Like he was frustrated with some things mm-hmm. that were going on. And I was like, wow. I mean, to hear it coming from a pastor. And so it's just not from the congregation and the people right. either. Like it's from the top as well. And so it can go both ways. And right. it, it just, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. sad because.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tur- churches. You know, at the end of the day, their business is just like any other mm-hmm. you know, operation. So, you know, you have to deal with politics. You have to deal with personalities. You have to deal with differences of opinions and philosophical differences. So I can certainly understand how even at the pastoral level, you know, people want to just walk away and say, you know what? I need to do something different and, and just kind of figure out another path because this this just is not it anymore. And I think that also speaks to the fact that we are constantly evolving as people. And what might have been OK for us, you know, all of the misalignments and conflicts aside that we just talked about, you know, we're constantly changing. And, you know, as as human beings who are constantly just trying to uh, evolve and learn more and grow more, there just there just comes a point, I think, where you just have to make a change, just inwardly, something within your spirit, something within your soul tells you, you know what, I need something different. This just isn't working for me anymore. Not because something is wrong with this thing that used to work for me. Something has changed in me that I need to do something different. And for me, like I said, we're going, I'm going back to the point of meditation, but you know, I think people just need to understand that, um, you know, you're constantly evolving and sometimes your perspectives and your beliefs just change. And going back to my point about, you know, what I call the rigidity, rigidity of not so much prayer, but certain religious uh, systems is that they make you kind of feel bad. Like if you now are a different person or if you have different beliefs, you know, um, take the case of, you know, marriage, for example, you know, the Christian faith has certain uh, requirements for lack of a better word about marriage and how you stay married, you know, until death do you part. And I know people personally who are in a marriage that is not functional because of that belief system. But that just speaks to the fact that at some point you have to figure out, you know, what is best for me? What is best for what I am now? And does this still feel right to me? You know, and sometimes that's walking away from a a relationship. Sometimes it's walking away from a church or a, a certain belief system altogether. But you have to be honest with yourself, I think, so that you can continue to evolve and grow and be the most that you can be for the limited time that we all have here on this earth.
1: Hmm. I, and I, I mean, I think too, that sometimes people lose vision of mm-hmm. or lose sight of why this marriage, let's say that was the last thing you said, this marriage, mm-hmm. this church, this, this organization, this, whatever right. it is, they lose the vision and the sight of who it's really about. First of all, mm-hmm. at the end of the mm-hmm. day.
0: and, mm-hmm.
1: and and what it's about. And so, and by no means am I saying that someone should stay married if they are in a relationship that is harmful, hurting, or none of that. That is not what I'm saying. But I think that a lot of us, that we do lose the vision, that sometimes the church lose the vision. Like they forget Mm -hmm. who's at the top and who's supposed to be in charge, and things do start to go one way or another. And yes, we are forever evolving. And so that is why it's so important and pertinent that we do have the word. Like, I mean, I Mm -hmm. always go back to that. Like we need to have his word and stand on what his word says, not what man says, not what, because when you lose sight of that and when you lose, you know, the vision of that, then that's when things start to crumble. And so, yeah, I, I just wanted to, that add that in there and it can fall where it may, you know, with, yeah. with, with everything. And so, yeah. and, and, and that brings me to, uh, last time, you know, we, when we had our conversation, you said something so profound to me and I have really been thinking about this and pondering over this. I've even used it a couple times. And, but you said, and I hope I'm not misquoting you because I, I thought I wrote it down word for word, but if not, you can correct me. But, Everybody thinks they're right until they're put in an uncomfortable place. And that thing, when you said that, I was like, wow. And I really, really have been thinking about that. And so, yeah, can you kind of speak to that? Is that, I hope I quoted you right. I believe that is what you said.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to remember the context. I mean, that sounds like something I would say, but... (laughs) I'm just trying to remember the context, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if, if, I, if I'm correct, if I'm correcting my uh, memory of the context, is you know when we when we look at the political environment that we're in, or that we most recently were in, however you choose to look at it, and even just going back to you know, just, just the differences of opinion that people have, whether it's religious, whether it's political, whether it's something else, everybody believes that they're right, right? And ev- and everybody can can stand on what they believe in until it's challenged, you know, until they're made to be uncomfortable about it, you know? Um, mm. and, I, and I'm trying to remember if that's the, the context that we were talking about that in or not. But um, I, I think that, people too often just wanna be comfortable in whatever their belief systems are. And if somebody has a different viewpoint than what you have, then all of a sudden, all of those virtues and all those principles and all those other types of nice things that you pride yourself on go away if that person disagrees with you, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, wait a minute, what, what just happened here? You know, and it's it's easy to, to like someone when they believe you and when they support you and when they're congruent with what you believe. But when they don't, that's really, to me, the true test of those virtues and those belief systems that you, you claim mm-hmm. that you have. Um, I think one of the things we might have been talking about um, during that last conversation was, you know, our, the, the former president and how. You know, he has certain behavioral traits that, you know, many people didn't like. But I don't remember anybody coming forth and saying, let's let's really just pray for this man. You know, everybody criticized him or a lot of people criticized him and said all of these bad things about him. And whether they realize it or not, in my view, at least that when you even when you share something negative about somebody on social media, you're part of the problem. You're not living up to those standards that you are criticizing this other person for not living up to um but i think that you know i don't recall at least there wasn't a whole a whole lot of sensationalism around anybody saying you know what we just need to pray for this man you know mm-hmm. this man clearly is hurting he clearly has some some disconnect somewhere in his soul that needs to be fixed how how can we help him and i i personally saw more criti- criticism of him and his personality type than We really need to come together and and surround this man and try to lift him up because he needs us. And that's an example of what I might have been saying when I said, you know, the quote that you mentioned, that it's, it's very easy to have certain belief systems and principles when they're never challenged and nobody opposes you on them. But when you come face to face to someone who has a different virtue or a different belief system, how solid can you still stand in those same principles, even when you're facing that? And you know that's something that I look into as well when I'm not only you know churches or other types of uh, organizations that I choose to be a part of, but but people. I mean, even to put it in more layman's terms, if you know a lot of people like to gossip and talk about people. I mean, that's kind of human nature, and that's one of the things that a lot of people say goes on in churches too, uh, which is kind of a turnoff. But if you're coming to me with gossip about somebody, I'm going to think more negatively of you as the deliverer of that message than the person that you're talking about. Because you're not standing on the principles that you said that you did by even bringing it to me, you know, just to give you kind of a a more layman's example of what I'm talking about. So so maybe that was the context that we were talking about that in. But, you know, I'm sure there are other examples as well. Wow, that's.
1: Wow. I'm I'm pondering. I like this.
0: Yeah. I mean, but but would you agree that, you know, a lot of times people, you know, they stand on certain principles, but those principles only apply to the people who think like them, not the people (laughs) who don't think like them. I mean, do you ever, have you experienced that at all? Or do you understand what I mean when I say that?
1: Well, I'm laughing because So, I mean, it's, I'm laughing because, you know, it, it definitely, it hits home. I mean, I live in a household with, and I don't know if I've shared this on the other episode.
0: Yeah.
1: I think, no, actually I did share it when I sat down with my family. So it's no secret, but I live in a household with a child who doesn't Mm. believe. And Mm. I mean, this child was born in church. I mean, Mm. truly like born in church and She doesn't believe. And so does that mean because she doesn't believe what I believe or, you know, worship God or praise God, praise to God? She does none of that, that I don't love her. I mean, so absolutely not. That's my child. Mm -hmm. I birthed her. I I had her. I carry her for 10 months inside of my belly. Of course, I love her. And like you say, Mm -hmm. and so it is that, that, that brings up a challenge for people. How, how do you love someone, but not even in your whole belief system that, how do you love someone who doesn't look like you as well? I mean, exactly. that that's exactly. a whole, that exactly. could be a whole nother podcast conversation, exactly. you know? And so exactly. we have to really be honest with ourselves. And mm-hmm. I'm always saying, you know, about holding that mirror up in front of yourself. And so for me, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself that, You know, finding out that information from my daughter and being devastated because it was definitely a devastating conversation that we had. However, like you said, it made me take a look at myself and challenge myself and say, okay, am I right? You know, like you said, everybody's right until they're put in an uncomfortable situation. And that was very uncomfortable for me. And does that mean that she's right, I'm right, or we're both right? And so I had to come to a point where it was like, okay, you don't believe what I believe, and you're not wrong. I'm not wrong because we all have the both of us have different perspectives on how we see things. However, when she was younger, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. So she right. did still have to go to church. And I was like, you're not going to, you know, and on Sunday, not partake in this. And she's still singing the choir and all of that. And that was just mm-hmm. because that was my house rules until you became old enough. Um, but right. I and just like you and I, you know, we talked about it talked about that. And that was the very reason why we had the first conversation, because she was like, Georgia, I want you to know where I stand. And I firmly, you know, told you that doesn't mean that we can't have a conversation because mm-hmm. you look at prayer differently than I do, because mm-hmm. that is how things start. And that is how things are healed. That are That's how things are changed, because we have to have these conversations so that We can see your perspective. You can hear my perspective. And at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that we still can't talk, that we still can't be friends, that we still can't hold a conversation. Because I think Mm -hmm. that is where a lot of the problems come in. Because like you said, people don't, I'm right. And that's the way it is. And they don't want to hear anything. And because like I told you too, and like I'll say for everyone, it's not going to change what I believe. It's not going to change who I serve. It's not going to change what I do and what I believe in the core. And Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people forget to realize that Jesus, when he was here, he was among everybody. Like he was among Mm -hmm. the people that people didn't want to be a part of. And that was what made him so wonderful because that's what he did. Like, I mean, he talked to everybody. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's what's so amazing. But That, I mean, that thing really, that is a really, really profound statement that I just want people to think about, like, you know, and to, and to put that mirror in front of your face, because is that true for you? Like, are you, are you good until you are challenged? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm So
1: yeah, that's,
0: yeah. And, And me personally, I don't, you know, if I were to think of my ideal world, if I could design that for myself. It wouldn't be a world where everybody looked like me, thought like me or were identical to me in any other type of way. I appreciate differences. You know, you know, as long as certain boundaries aren't crossed, you know, you don't harm me physically or, you know, take my property or whatever the case may be. I'm okay. And I actually, you know, appreciate the fact that you come from a different perspective, because like I said in the beginning, that helps me to become wiser. That that enriches me. You know, your differences, your your, uh, you know, your different philosophies and so forth, they enrich me and make me a better person. So, you know, I think that, you know, sometimes we we seek to uh, be around people who are like us and, there, and there's value in that, of course, but, you know, there's also value in having people around you who have different perspectives and different opinions about a, a wide variety of things. And I think the extent to which you are comfortable or uncomfortable with people who have different views of points of view around you is a testament to maybe some areas in yourself that you might want to consider exp- expanding upon. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, just to kind of bring this, you know, full circle again, you know, uh, for me, you know, that was that was probably a point, and I'm not going to say probably. There was a point in my life where I was. Uh, You know, very judgmental. If people didn't believe what I believed or think the way I thought, you know, I just kind of stayed away from them. And I realized that there was a point, not only was that just not working for me out in the world because I was cutting myself off from so much, uh, but it just didn't really feel good anymore inside. It might have been a point where it, it might not have bothered me, but as I continue to evolve and grow and mature. It's like, wait a minute, I don't I don't really like the way this is making me feeling or at least I don't understand why it bothers me or why I feel I have a, a right to judge. And for me, meditation, as I said in the beginning, it really forced me to to look more on the inside of you know me. What what is causing me to think like this and how can I change my way of thinking, my mindset, my my mental framework so that I'm not like that. So that not only can I be, uh, you know, more more able to befriend and socialize or do whatever else with different types of people, but it would just make me feel better as a person. Um, and for me, that's what meditation has done. Now, it could be that. I, I learned about meditation kind of at a point in my life where I was in, you know, roughly my mid twenties. You know, you're just really entering your professional career, so that was kind of a pivotal point for me. So, going back to your original question, you know, what made you change your your practice, if you will, from prayer to meditation? It could have been just a timing issue. You know, at a at a point in my life that was very pivotal, and I was making a lot of uh, major changes in my life professionally and personally. You know, meditation just was more appealing to me because it solved challenges that I was feeling right then and there. At that point in my life, that prayer, the way that I was doing it wasn't necessarily. Um, But, you know, some people again may see it as prayer versus meditation. I tend to think of it more as a, you know, an expansion. Some people may not feel the same way, Uh, but I think ultimately it comes down to how can I just be a better person? How can I tap into a higher power? And how can I do that to be a better contributor, contributor to the world, and be a solution versus part of all of the problems that we see around us?
1: Yes, and I mean, I, I'm glad that you kind of went back there, and I, I was going to get back because I meditate too. Like I, I mean, and I think, and even the word says mm-hmm. that we yeah. are to meditate on the word. That's right, day and night. Meditate, meditate on the word day and night. (laughs) So, and, and, and I think that, you know, and of course, I mean, of course I pray. That's my, that's my, that's my jam. I'm always praying. And I think that for everyone, like we said, I, I, we just can't judge. We cannot, um, I just can't judge. I can't stand in judgment of anyone because and who are we to who, do that? Who, who am I to judge okay. anybody? You know what I mean? And because yeah. I, I'm just listen. There's some stuff I'm, I'm still working on. I'm I'm not.
0: Yeah, we're <laughs> it, every, day, every day, every day, I learn something about myself, something I can improve or do better every day.
1: Every day, every yeah. day every day. And that's why I, I love that he accepts me just the way I am every day. And like you said, just being the person that he has created me to be, to be the better person, to be, to be a better person, to, to, to involve into what it is that, that he wants me to be and to meditate on that word day and night. And, and when I say, and I do other meditations as well, I mean, for, um, for just stress and overwhelm. After I exercise, I meditate, like it's so Mm. many different things. And I think that, like we said, people get so caught up on words and and logistics and terminology instead of focusing on what is important and what really matters. And 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 I can't say what that matter is for you and you can't say what it is for me because Mm -hmm. we're two different people. But Mm -hmm. we can come together, you know, and agree to disagree if that's the case or agree to agree or whatever, however it goes, you know. And so that's 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 why I mean, I, I just love it and I love. Um, talk. I talk to everybody. I'm serious. I do. I talk to everybody. I can learn from everyone, whether they are just like me, if they're not like me, like you said, and we can learn something from everyone. Because at the end of the day, God is love. And he, like I said, he loved everybody. And is it easy? No, I'm not saying that. Come on, now. It's not, I'm not crazy, but <laughs> but it's it, he, you know, with him I know that we can do it. And yeah. it's funny because uh, in six years, you know, I we plan on moving from the DMV area and just the sidebar as I'm, as I'm talking to people and they're like, and I'm thinking about moving south and, and some people, are, you're going to the south? Why, why would you want to go to the south? Like, it's so, and I'm like, listen, it's so what? I mean, it's so mm-hmm. what everywhere? Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. We mm-hmm. have to come over this south thing and north thing. And I, I said, listen, I wanna live where I wanna live and that is just the end of it. Like I'm not going to and I'm like, do you know the history of Maryland?
0: (laughs) We're below the uh, you know, we're the South. (laughs) We're below the Mason Dixon. We are below the Mason Dixon, baby.
1: Yes, and so I I think that you know, we just have to make the space for wherever we are, and whether that's through prayer, through meditation, through exactly. whatever it is, you have to be true to yourself. And yeah, that's what, you have to be true to yourself and you have to, because guess what? When when, when his life is over, as the old folks say, when this life is over and I stand before him, I am not going to, he's not going to be, I, he's not going to ask me about Latonya and the answer for Latanya. He's going to ask mm-hmm. me the answer for Juliet. That's <laughs> absolutely right. That's
0: and absolutely right.
1: And that's what I'm going to have
0: to do. So, yeah. And it's so, all about being your best self. And if it's prayer, absolutely. If it's meditation, do that, you know. And if it's both, then do that too. I mean, it's probably the best if it's both. So, you
1: know, and, and, and I think that we just have to and, and like I said, and that looks different for everybody because my meditation and your meditation may be two things. Like I meditate, like I said, meditate on the word. So right. and, and and for me, you know, that meditation is when I allow God to speak to me. When I mm-hmm. am doing that type of meditation on the word. But like I said, there's sometimes that I'm meditating about just good energy and you right. know, and releasing things and stress mm-hmm. and anxiety, like it's so many other things that you can do in meditation as well. Um, and yeah, it is for you.
0: Yeah, and then that only varies from person to person, as you said, but it varies within a single individual as you evolve. The way that you pray or meditate today may look very different. In the way you prayed or meditated 10 years ago or 15 years ago and that's okay you know when i was coming up you know when i would pray i felt okay i got to pray at a certain time and i got to do this and i and i didn't allow myself the flexibility wow. to do it a little bit differently and that's mm-hmm. very freeing and i find it to be more effective when you like you said you know god is everywhere god is omnipotent omniscient and uh omnipresent you know you can pray Whenever, wherever, he's going to be there for you. Likewise, I can meditate wherever, whenever, and it's going to solve whatever challenge it is that I'm feeling at that time. So it's it's about just getting rid of those, you know, those restrictions that I think many times people grow up with and feel that they have to keep for perpetuity in order for things to be effective, you know. And and I'm so that's something that I'm glad that I learned when I learned it uh, because it's. It's been very effective for
1: me, as I said. Yes, he. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, I don't know that if this topic is like so. You could just talk about it forever, and I just always do episode two. <laughs> I know. I, I. I just. I mean, it's yeah. just. I, I just want people to know, and 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 I. But I keep hearing that thing. You think you're right, and it's not about me thinking that I'm right. That's not. Mm-hmm. It's just that. That prayer is like you said. Whenever however sometimes and you we do have to still spend that time with him as right. well though but right. if if we just need to say a quick prayer in the car as we're driving exactly. and it's raining exactly. outside and it's icy outside or it's snowing exactly. outside and if i just say god protect me be you know a fence around this car i mean and so exactly. i just really want people to know that that he he's waiting and that your prayer is your prayer so exactly. I'm just going to yeah. leave that right there, but I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> 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 but I do. And I, I mean, I always ask this question as we are uh, getting down to the end. And I always ask this question, of course. But what does prayer mean to you? I know we kind of talked about it throughout, but like just what does that mean to you? Um, Just you in your words.
0: It, it means centering. It means getting clarity in my soul and spirit and just being aligned with the higher power out there and in within.
1: Mm. That's good. Okay. Amen. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes, that's that's just one of my standing questions. And then I always love to see the look on people's face when I say this. So then before we go, I always do some Bible trivia. Oh, now, i tell you now. This is not going to end well
0: for me. I can tell it. Okay, remember look, that? Y'all, I was telling you about Okay, I'm about to hit the...
1: Look, y'all, before we started, she said, I'm about to... She said, I don't know what this topic is. Like I told y'all, they never know. And she said, I got my finger right on this cursor so I can exit left if I need to. <laughs> Well, I tell you, this is the best. I love this part of the conversation because everybody, I'm telling you guys, if y'all can see people's faces, I know this is just audio, you know, but I do actually record visually, but I only, you know, of course the podcast is only audio and I do this because I love, first of all, I'm just a, I like seeing people's faces, but I mm-hmm. love definitely when I get to this, it's going to be very, it's only one question and I'm okay. telling you it's easy. It's multiple choice. And I always put this disclaimer in there there is no if you do not get it right, there's no pressure. This thing right here is all about expanding our learning, so just look at it just like that like if it's right. just like an icebreaker, but I do it at the end. How about that? Okay. It's an icebreaker, mm-hmm. but at the end because I love doing icebreakers, the ice
0: maker. Then, <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I got. But look, the funny thing is, Latanya, I say, you know, somebody's going to give me one day, I'm going to go on somebody's podcast and they're going to give me a Bible trivia and Mm -hmm. I'm going to get it wrong. Like, I don't know everything either. So, Mm -hmm. but okay, this is, I'm telling you, you're going to get it. Okay, here we go. Who denies Jesus three times? A, is it John? B, is it Judas? C, is it Paul? Or D, is it Peter? Who denies Jesus three times?
0: I'm gonna select E, I plead the fifth. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Man, that's that, was right. a, that
1: was a good one. I've never had anybody say that. That was the good one. I love it. Okay, so the, <laughs> I love it. That was funny. She was like, E, I plead. It's D. Peter. Okay. Peter. Yes. He denies <laughs> Jesus three times. Jesus told him, you're going to deny me three times before the, the, the rooster crows or the chick it's not. I always say a chicken and the chicken does not crow. He said, before <laughs> it crows three times, you will deny me. And that's what it was. It was Peter. Man, I tell you what, this was awesome. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sitting down with me. I, I just, I appreciate it. And like I said, we when we talked the first time, it was also awesome. This was awesome. I appreciate you. I did not take it lightly because people can be anywhere else other than here, busy schedules and all of that. So I do not take it lightly. I thank you for sitting down. I thank you for carving out time to talk with me. I am glad that we had the opportunity to even meet Mm -hmm. Who knows where this is going? I do not believe that anything happens by chance. I think that everything is divinely orchestrated. And so it is just will be amazing to see what God continues to do in this relationship. Or even if it was just for you to come and sit down here right now. I mean, like, I, I don't know, but I just I just take everything as he gives it to me. And I appreciate it. And I just appreciate hearing from you and talking to me and indulging me on this topic. So is there anything, what lasting words or what words of wisdom or what do you want to leave with, with the people, as I always say?
0: Well, I'll say first, thank you so much for allowing me to be on this podcast for the invitation. It's been a delight for me as well. And I've learned a lot as well, just chatting with you. So uh, thank you once again for that. And if I were to leave with one word of wisdom, it would be just be true to your path, be true to your journey. You know, and explore, you know, prayer or continue praying if that's what works for you. Explore meditation or continue meditation if that works for you. But as uh, both Georgette and I have said, you know, your journey is your own. Um, and ultimately, whoever you answer to is all is the only person you have to please. And just, you know, just remember that. Let that be your guiding principle. And again, just be true to yourself.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well said. Well said. Well, I thank you. And there was something I forgot. I wanted to go back to that. And when you um, said something about, yeah, we might have to do a part two, because I just thought about yeah. something that popped into my <laughs> head when you said about how you used to pray and, you know, to God, to to to, for problems and and then weren't being solved. And so I just that yeah, that touched something in me. So who knows? A second part on that because I think sometimes that those things are misappropriated as well and so yeah. that was something i meant exactly. to get back to that and i didn't get back to it so who knows we may have to do a part two yes we have to do <laughs> this again but i thank you thank you thank you thank you like i said again um very good words of wisdom and i just want to tell everyone to really meditate and think about that mm-hmm. profound statement that Latanya made—that everyone thinks they're right until they're challenged. So mm-hmm. that's one. I, I want that to be my lasting words as you go and go throughout um, the rest of your day. After you listen to that, is that really the case? And. Mm-hmm. Because mm, that's that's a, that's a good thing right there So mm-hmm. alright y'all Well I thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all For tuning in to Praying and Preaking A time to show, tell And know how prayer changes things With your girl Georgette, aka The Preaker And like I always say I'm out to deuces And I'll see you guys on the next episode Take care, bye
0: Bye-bye Lord, yeah. Blessings from the Lord, put your prayers up Prayers up, prayers up